It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Angelo gets by Couture. Down the left side across the Sharks line in overtime. Puts on the brakes. Gave it away to Couture. Logan's got a break. He has a breakaway now. He's moving in. He shoots. He scores! for the captain, Logan Couture, goal number 26 on the season, and he's mobbed by his teammates. The Sharks win in overtime against Vegas, 4-3, to three, 50 seconds into the extra session. Listen to this crowd erupt. Yeah, yeah he was looking at, uh, I don't know who it was, uh, Eichel, I think, on the backside. I don't know if Peter Angelo passed it, but one, one of the other was looking for the other guy the whole way, so I was able to read it. Unfortunately, he didn't even see me, and put it right on my tape and um, pre-scouted five hole on that guy from uh, from Spearsy and uh, was looking there the entire way and was able to just shoot it where I wanted. Screwed up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a couple people said damn in the hallway when we were walking off the, uh, off the bench, but listen, you got to keep playing. And, you know, we went through it. When I was in New York, I'll never forget, we beat Pittsburgh the last game of the season my first year. And, people going, what are you doing? And I think we were finished, you know, seventh or eighth in the lottery and we ended up getting the second pick because you get rewarded for doing the right thing and we're going to keep playing our asses off and we want to win hockey games. And I get the, you know, the narrative and the big picture, but, you know, you get rewarded for doing the right thing. All right. Good morning, everyone. You all know where I stand on this. I only ever believe that winning is a good thing. Winning is never a bad thing, but the juxtaposition was immediately there after the game. You had Logan Couture acknowledging that, yes, he understood what people might say about the win. You had head coach David Quinn joking about the reaction to getting a win. But this is why I feel the team is not as far off as many believe they are. You don't beat back-to-back playoff caliber teams unless you have a team identity that demands more than last place. And sure, I understand what these wins mean. You are reducing your greatest chance of landing Connor Bedard. But again, there's no guarantee with that. What there is a guarantee is that one way or another, the San Jose Sharks are going to be in some form competing in the 2023-2024 season. Is that with Connor Bedard as part of their system? I don't know. Is that as a team that can maybe be just a little bit closer to a playoff contention than they were this year when they had a number of games that were in winnable positions slip away from them? Maybe the pendulum could swing in the opposite direction? That, I think, has a greater chance of happening in terms of something that I would bet on. Connor Bedard, it either happens or it doesn't. But what I do know is that some version of the Sharks are going to exist exist next year that need to be able to look back on this year that's happening now 
as not a total loss. I think that Logan Couture is learning even more about leadership than many of the Sharks captains that came before him really, truly had to experience. I think that Mario Ferraro, as the next generation leader who wears the A on his sweater, is learning a lot about leadership. I think Eric Carlson has discovered and or rediscovered aspects of his game that we didn't know were still there, that probably only he believed was still there. Thomas Bordalo got to make his debut in this season and registered a point and helped the Sharks once again get a win over Vegas. Henry Thrunt looked like an NHL caliber player. He wasn't perfect, nor was Bordalo, but both of them at the end of the night looked like NHL players. When we pull back and look at the Sharks, Thomas Bordalo is part of the future. Henry Thrun is part of the future. Mario Ferraro is part of the future. Those are the guys that I know are going to be a part of the next generation of Sharks, or at least I would expect them to be. Moves are always made. Connor Bedard? I don't know. And you can't put all your eggs in that one basket because regardless of whether or not the Sharks have the worst record when this season comes to an end, it does not guarantee them Connor Bedard. And so that's why I think a win like tonight in the last two games really have been so important for them to show that, yes, maybe with a little bit of a pendulum swing or in the eyes of some a dead cat bounce, but maybe if they just get a little bit more of a break in their direction, they would have been that much better this year. And keep in mind, they just beat Winnipeg, a team fighting to get into the playoffs, and Vegas, a team trying to secure their most you know, attempts to have home ice advantage throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. They just beat those teams back-to-back. And they finally did it in their own house. And it's been a house of horrors for the San Jose Sharks this year. I was expecting that game to get away from them at many different aspects of the night, but it didn't. You can look at the penalty kill late in the game. That was a huge, huge moment. You can look at just any number of big saves that Reimer was able to make. Or you look at any number of big moments that you know you had from a Thrun collecting his first NHL point or Bordalo getting his first point of the year or you know that early goal that Mario Ferraro was able to put on frame and you know just to have things trending in the right direction like that was not a game that for any of the betters I, I don't think any of them said yeah the Sharks are going to walk away with a win against Vegas you know when the Sharks are playing in a relatively meaningless game versus Vegas who's playing in a big game for them points that they want as they try and assert themselves as the top dog or one of the top dogs in the West, I should say. But instead, the San Jose Sharks, playing for nothing, well, nothing except pride, that is, played Vegas very, very well and jumped out to a lead and never let Vegas overtake them. That was the most impressive thing about this performance to me, is that Vegas, you know, they were fighting. They were trying to get themselves back into that game, but the Sharks had the answers. They had the kills. They had the big moments. They had the things that they needed in so many different games this year that were not there for them. Again, the late power play for Vegas, that was a moment where I thought it was going to be lost, but it didn't. And we've seen it. You know, you, you get to overtime against a team like Vegas, especially with the Sharks' overtime record and shootout record at home this year, and you said, okay, this is, you know, I've seen this story before. This is going to go the way of Vegas, and it didn't. Instead, you had the captain, Logan Couture, making a massive, massive play to give the Sharks a win for their fans who, you know, I understand that Connor Bedard's on everybody's mind. It wasn't on anybody's mind when that puck went in the back of the net last night. When that game was won, 
when we saw the great moment of exaltation from Logan Couture and from all the Sharks mobbing him on the ice, that moment meant something. I truly believe that. I truly believe that that was one of those things that they're going to be able to look to next year and say to themselves, hey, we were able to play a better brand of hockey towards the end of the year. Maybe we weren't perfect. Maybe we were not a special team. Maybe we were not a playoff team. All these things. I'm not going to try and argue with them because we know what the results were. The standings don't lie. We know the Sharks got themselves into this situation by being their own worst enemy. They shot themselves in the foot far too many times. They gave themselves chances to win and or lose games on far too many occasions that end up being a loss. I mean, they did this to themselves. And none of this means that the pendulum is going to swing in the opposite direction next year. None of this means that the Sharks are suddenly going to bounce back and be a team that is you know, winning a division or one of the top three teams. But I do think that when you have a team that has rookies out there on the ice like Bordalo and Thrun, when you have you know, Logan Couture still capable of playing at the level that he is, it gives you hope for the future. One way or another, it gives you hope for the future, and that's what I keep on coming back to. And there is no defined future in terms of who is on the roster that's in this year's NHL draft. I have no idea what's going to happen in that capacity. But I do know that Mario Ferraro, a guy I expect to eventually be a captain of this team, that he is learning a great deal about what it takes in the NHL. You know, not only is he... Since he's come into the NHL, he's seen the Sharks go through a great number of changes. Remember, when he came to the Sharks, Pete DeBoer was the head coach. And he broke camp with the team. He played very well to get things off to a good start. And then after things you know, didn't go so well for the Sharks, they parted with Pete DeBoer. They made Bob Bugner the head coach. And then they you know, kind of kept their heads above water, up and down, up and down, up and down. Then the pandemic shuts down the rest of the year. And then they, you know, go into a long, long offseason that doesn't start until the winter of 2021 or January of 2021, I should say, where they've got to do their training camp in Arizona and play their first, what, 11, 12, 13 games on the road. And then finally, they get back to a normal season in 2021, 2022. And yeah, they hang around, but they are just not good enough. And then eventually that sees, you know, the GM at the time by the end of the year stepping down that you know you eventually go into the offseason and after a longer than expected time the head coach is let go there's a change or a hiring of a new GM a new head coach comes in you start to deal with the new players on the roster you get the A on your sweater you know that's that's a lot to deal with and not only that you're dealing with painful home losses you're dealing with just brutal road losses and it's racking up. And Mario Ferraro, again, for a guy who is only in his fourth season, that's, that's quite a bit to take in. But what is he going to make of that? Is it going to make him a better player for the future? A better leader for the future? I like to think so. And I like to think that the stretch that they've gone through this year and understanding what it likes to be on the wrong side of a deadline where you are watching one of your best players leave and other high-quality players like a Matt Nieto, like a Nick Benino. You know, when those guys are no longer out there with you and you've got to adjust on the fly and you've got to go through the lowest of the lows, you get through the valley and you start climbing your way out. Right now, the Sharks are climbing their their way out. It's two straight wins, and I don't know how, you know, how well they're going to do from here to the end of the year, but I do know that David Quinn, and I'll play this quote for you on the other side, he said the Sharks were going to play their asses off. I believe him. I don't think he wants to lose. I don't think he wants to be part of 
of a losing operation. I don't think the fans that were in the building last night wanted to walk away empty-handed. They wanted to see the Sharks beat Vegas. They wanted to see their team perform to the level that they are capable of. Now, the thing that gets me, though, is that we see the Sharks in many games against upper echelon and top-tier teams this year have really, really good performances. Yes, they haven't won them all, but they also have gone toe-to-toe with these really good teams. That, A, makes me very frustrated about the way the year is gone, but B, also gives me that hope for the future. Yes, if you get Connor Bedard, it changes an entire timeline. It has the potential to change things very, very quickly. But is that always for the best? And then you look at some of the other high-caliber, talented players in this draft. Again, can you still win with those players? And my answer is yes. Again, I point to Connor McDavid and the Oilers not to be inflammatory, but just to point out a very harsh reality. Have they won a Stanley Cup yet? And the answer at this point, even though it could change, is no. You know, hockey is not like the NFL where if you have a quarterback that's one of the elites, you're, you know, looking at a pretty good chance ending up in a in a conference championship game. And it's not like the NBA where if you have one of the elite talents that you have a really good chance of ending up in the, you know, in the in the conversation at the end of the year. Like uh, I'll point to the Golden State Warriors, not to take any shots at them or the NBA, but it's like the Warriors have not had a great regular season. But because they have Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green and eventually Andrew Wiggins, if they get healthy in the playoffs, I think there's a really good chance that they could end up winning it all. That same application of talent to success is not apples to apples in the NHL. It's not apples to apple in soccer. It's not apples to apples in baseball. The way that talent affects the field of play in these games is just, for lack of a better term, different than it is in the NFL or the NBA, which are, of course, the close comparisons. But also, hey, I hear you. I understand, and I had texts immediately after the game from friends of mine that are huge Sharks fans saying, what are they doing? People in sports texting me. People that are huge fans texting me. Like, I get it. I understand. But, you know, go to Logan Couture and ask him to not give it his all. I dare you. I dare you to try and ask that of him or Eric Carlson, or Mario Ferraro, or any of these guys. They'll look at you like you are insane. And the idea that they are shooting themselves in the foot by winning these games, they'll look at you like you're a crazy person because, to quote the great Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. And I think all of those guys are going to go out, no matter what the situation, they don't care about Connor Bedard. They don't care about anything other than winning the game. And that's why I think it's you know, absolutely amazing to suggest that they should go out there and lose these games. I mean, you could make the argument that they've already done a pretty good job that when they um, lose games after they score empty net goals, that they've done their best, their damnedest, if you will, to try and get that worst record. And no, I don't actually believe that they're trying to lose. But, you know, the Sharks, to their credit, have done a remarkable job of putting themselves in the conversation for Connor Bedard. The fact that they end up winning at home in what has been one of the best home ice situations in the last 15 years of the NHL should not surprise any of you that much. The Sharks have underperformed to a staggering extent late in games that you would have a rectification in the last two games where they've not let leads slip away, where they've been able to win in overtime 
it's really not that shocking. You know, it's just really not that shocking at all. And it's good to see, honestly, because, you know, getting the seventh and eighth home wins, that was, that was big. It was needed. And again, you send the fans home happy. That is the point. All right, we're going to take a break. On the other side, we are going to talk with Mario Ferraro, who I chatted with after the game. And you're going to get uh, some of the post-game reaction from Logan Couture, David Quinn, Henry Thrun. This is all coming up next on Morning Tide on the Sharks Audio Network. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide. Brought to you by Coors Light. Off the faceoff, Thrun gets it to Ferraro who shoots and scores! Ferraro from the point fires it to the net. He must have been listening to Brett Hedekin's advice. And Henry Thrun is going to get his first National Hockey League point at 4:16 of this first period. The Sharks are up one nothing. All right, we've got Mario Ferraro after a very nice Sharks win over Vegas tonight. Um, just looking big picture, man. Like you're part of the leadership core of this team now. Watching Logan Couture do that tonight to win the game, just that that moment. What was that like watching from your perspective? Yeah, um, you know that is is pretty standard uh, from a guy like him. Um, he holds himself to a high standard and, and you know, he puts a lot of good pressure on himself to, to be the best version of himself that he can be every night. And he's, uh, you know, he's been a huge part of this organization and this team for a very long time. And, uh, you know, this year is obviously no exception. He's always looking to grow and, and, mm-hmm. and be better as a player, even, you know, at the, the number of years he's been in this league. Um, you know, I look up to, to Logan a lot. He's uh, he's one of my, my best friends on, on the team. I've grown to be very close with him and uh, just his his compete and his work ethic every night it goes a long way um, that's what makes him you know such a good leader that's what mm-hmm. that's why he's got the C uh, uh, on his jersey and um, you know we need more guys to, to follow in, in in those footsteps it's a it's definitely a hard uh, <laughs> it's a hard performance to to match up to because mm-hmm. of how exceptional he is but um, his his like I said his constant work ethic his his desire to be better and to help this team win and he just does whatever it takes it's not about goals it's not about assists you know he'll block shots he'll make mm-hmm. hits he'll forecheck and you know he's always you know he's always dialed in so we're, we're lucky to have him as our leader I always just think about the fact that you know I can go back to the start of the 2019-2020 season when you were new and like mm-hmm. you quickly made your way up with this team to be wearing the A on your on your sweater you've gotten to learn from Brent Burns and Logan yeah. and Jumbo and Carlson and Marlowe and like I think that's probably what makes part of this team so frustrating this year is that you guys have great leaders, great mm-hmm. players. Obviously, the results haven't gone your way, but you've still got this fight this late in the year. You know, like to me, yeah. that it says a lot about what the mentality of the team is, mm-hmm. even if there have been so many just painful losses this year. Like you guys are still fighting to win these big games yeah. here at the end of March. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, that's something that I can definitely say about this group is that, you know, despite you know our position in the standings, we've always given it a good effort. Um, win lose we've always had good intentions to go out there and compete as hard as we can and um you know i'm still working at i think this year's a big challenge uh mm-hmm. for our leadership group uh myself 
as an individual especially um, you know I think it's it's challenged us to be as positive as we can to come to the rink and and it with the mindset to get better to, to learn that this is or to to help us grow and, and get better in the future um, it may not be our year this year um, mm-hmm. come playoff time but um, hopefully it will happen at some point in the near in the near future and in order for that to happen it needs it requires us as leaders to to uh is this your song that's uh that's a good that's a good song that's the kind of that's the kind of fire up music we need in the locker room um anyways but yeah uh it's it's a good learning curve for myself and the and other individuals on this team and uh you know i i look i am motivated to become an even better leader um with my play on the ice as well as you know um who i am as a as a teammate off the ice as well watching thrun get his debut tonight um i saw logan already had the nickname for him called him thrunner were you all do you still think about like how short it was ago that you were making your debut like did you talk to him about that at all did you tell him like hey man just be chill go out there play your game or did you not want to say anything to be honest like i i i didn't talk to him about it because i i feel like it it's less you're less nervous when you hear it you know mm-hmm. like he's a part of the team now and it's just like any other teammate in this room um we treat him with the same respect we treat him with the same um mentality so uh i just want him to feel like he's a part of it and obviously it, there's con- say congratulations yeah. first point first game but i think that as far as for me as an individual i think i would feel less nervous if le- guys weren't saying as much yeah. and he definitely he was great. He didn't show any nervousness out on the ice. He, mm-hmm. he he performed really really well tonight, and um, I look forward to to you know see, to see what he can he can do for this team in the future. It happened so fast with you though, because you broke camp. You went through the training camp, and then you were with the team. So I guess maybe there was more of like a natural segue. Like, do you, mm-hmm. do you remember the guys say stuff to you before your first game? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I had, I was, I, I like to say that I was lucky to be pretty close with a lot of the guys even before the, the first game. Uh, <laughs> Burnsy, Jumbo, um, I didn't meet Patty until about five games in. He yeah. came to the team. Uh, obviously, Cooch, I went out for dinner with him a couple or once or twice. Goody, I had a good group around me, so yeah. I had guys saying stuff, and and uh, <laughs> it was all it was it was a lot of fun. I was at, we played in Vegas for my first game, so it was. Um, it was like the whole show. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was very fortunate um, for that. But, yeah, I had guys. I had guys yeah. No, it's just it's interesting, man, because, like, I look at, you know, you got boards out there. got yeah. Thrunner, as Cooch is yeah. calling, because now it's going to be stuck in my head. But, like, as frustrating as this year has been, I'm mm-hmm. sure that you saw a bit of a vision of next year as well. Like, I know that you're focused on closing out the season strong, and obviously mm-hmm. you guys are proving that. But mm-hmm. I would imagine it's hard still not to think about, like, man, I can't wait till we get – a fresh start next year mm-hmm. and prove ourselves for what we think we're capable of. Oh yeah, um, I'm always excited uh, for for any time we get to play. But for sure, um, you know, I'm sh- a lot of guys in this room want another opportunity. Obviously, mm-hmm. we know our, our playoff chances are are eliminated, but that doesn't stop us from wanting to get better for next year. But right. we definitely do look forward to that fresh start because mm-hmm. we we all, everybody in this room has something to prove um and it starts with team with team aspect and you know the further we go as a team the, the more things you can accomplish as individuals and um i think it just says uh, you know it says it says well for our for our group that we have here in our mindset well mario man great game great win and i appreciate you. your time as always and i'll see you again soon all right thanks i appreciate it again that was mario ferraro after last night's win against vegas and Yeah, just, you know, you appreciate the things he says. And, you know, after the Sharks had that really bad loss last week where they just absolutely looked lost 
against Vancouver. They bounced back with what I felt was a really good game against Calgary, where they were down 2 nothing. but instead of it going the direction of the Vancouver game, they went up 3-2, couldn't hold on, but lost 5-3 in Calgary again. Like I keep on saying, that was a big game for them, bigger game than for the Sharks. And I said in the promo that was used for social media that the Sharks had the, you know, the, the, the lack of talent, but the right mentality. And some people on social media said, no, they don't have the mentality at all. It's like, well, okay, we're now looking at back-to-back games where they have gotten wins over a playoff aspirational team and a team that is one of the best in the West. And then you hear those comments from Logan Couture. Like, to me, that tells me, again, that I think this team is not that far off. Now, far off from contending for a title, that's different. But I mean not that far off from contending for a playoff spot and starting to build themselves back up into a team that can be a contender maybe in a couple years. I don't know if that happens Right now, I don't know if that happens, um, you know, in the next year or two or three. But again, I feel like there is a pretty good deal to work with here. And it actually, again, makes me think about the way this season has gone in which the Sharks, you know, with a couple of rookies out there and a roster that's not as talented as it was a couple of weeks ago. You know, they get these wins against high quality teams like Vegas. How does that make Logan Couture feel when he's looking back at the entirety of the season? Does it make him frustrated about the way it's gone or does he more have hope for the future? Well, our lineup has changed so much and, um, you know, the years so long and so many games. There's there's so many different kinds of games that we, you know, unfortunately lost this year. Too many close games. So, yes, it, it does. Uh, it does hurt. But at the same time, it gives hope when you. You know, you get to see guys, you know, Boards played really well. Thrunner played really well. I thought Zetterlin played well tonight. And that just gives you hope for, for our future. And that future is a far-off, unclear picture, and it's one that many of you want to have Connor Bedard be a part of. But, you know, this Sharks team, guys, don't, don't be surprised if they rattle off a few wins here because I believe, A, that they're angry, and B, that they have not played up to their level, at least in terms of the final results. Now, they've played some good hockey over the year and some bad hockey, but the results have been particularly cruel to them. Here's head coach David Quinn when asked about what he thought of Thrunner and Bordalo after last night's game. Well, I thought they both played really well, but I loved our team win. You know, and I know everyone's excited about those guys, but I'm excited about a lot of things that happened tonight. And as we've talked about, there's been a lot of change here in the last month and a half. And, you know, all we want to do is give a good effort, an honest effort, compete. And we did that tonight in spades. Here's what Thrun had to say after his two-point night about making that adjustment from the college game to the NHL. Yeah, I think uh, guys are a lot stronger. Um, and the play moves a little bit quicker. I think uh, there was a moment I was, uh, Eichel had me ISO behind the net there. And, uh, sort of was backing me down and just trying to learn how to manage situations like that. Um, you know, guys uh, guys are obviously really skilled and, and everyone, all 12 forwards and all six defensemen can, can do damage offensively. So just learning to kind of manage the game, realize when to jump, um, when to play defense. So I think that'll probably be the biggest adjustment for me is sort of the defensive zone. The captain weighed in on the youngsters as well. I thought uh, Thronger was very good on the back end. Good skater, sees the ice well. Um, 
I thought he, he played extremely well. I mean, really, you can't really ask much more for a guy in his first game. Um, I thought Boards was, was good tonight. I thought uh, he sees the ice well. He made some good passes. He was really good in the defensive zone. Um, you can tell that he's a center. For me, you know, if he's the first guy back, he played low and broke up a lot of plays. He's got a really good stick for a smaller guy, and uh, he defends really well for for a guy of his size, and uh, he made it easy for us to, to break the puck out of our own end. And while we've got the captain, he too was asked to acknowledge the uh, the win as it pertains to the Sharks and the standings and their future draft picks. Yeah, there's going to be people that say a zillion things. Uh, in this room, we want to win hockey games. Uh, we're all competitors. We all show up at the rink every day to try and get better. And When you win a game, you're a lot happier. You go home happier. You're around your, your family a lot happier. Um, so it's a, it's a lot better coming to the rink when you win. I'll, I'll say that. So I think uh, we're going to try and win as many games as we can here down the stretch. And that's what you all should expect. And I know that it's hard to say that you can really take momentum from one year to the next. But I do think that the Sharks want to end on a positive note. They do not want to have this season of doom and gloom hanging over their head for the entirety of the offseason. I think they want to know that they can and did take strides and that's not to say that the team didn't get better over the course of the year it did but also you look at a number of these crushing losses and the way that they probably felt they had played better at home and wish they'd been able to put forth better performances that's the kind of thing that a lingers and b you try to make good on in the few games that we have because if we look at the sharks going into the month of april on saturday they're going to be at arizona and then they've got three more home games colorado on the fourth colorado on the sixth and edmonton on the eighth and then they're off to canada for their final three winnipeg on the 10th calgary on the 12th edmonton on the 13th and then it all comes to an end so Yeah, they want to go out strong. You heard it from the captain's mouth coming in. You heard it from head coach David Quinn. This team is not going away easy. All right, we are just about out of time, but be sure to join us on Saturday in the afternoon starting at 3 o'clock for the build-up and teal report. And, of course, live pregame coverage will start at 6.30 before the Sharks take on the Desert Dogs. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network. Stevenson down the left, across the line, puts it to the skates of County, throws in front, Hurdle tips it, score! Peterson and Hurdle were in front of an end. That was a nice crossing play, and Mark-